Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 275, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by Mud Pod Design House. Ideas are great. They're what businesses are made of. If you have an idea and want to make it a business, you need a website. MudPodDesign.com makes websites for idea people every day. Ace High Graphics. We can help you get exactly the right custom design hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and bags all made to order. Ace High Graphics can help you unite your team for in-person or virtual gatherings. Get your quote at acehighgraphics.com. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Radio. Hey Patrick, you go faster every time, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um, you know, last week's uh, podcast was one of our longer ones. Uh, we rarely ever go over an hour, but there was, seems like there was so much to cover. Burnout is serious, man. It's real. Well, there's so many <laughs> stages to to recovering from it. There is. There is. Um, you know, and in reintegrating um, your life back into being, you know, productive and doing, there's a lot that goes into it. So. Yeah. You know, I think the hardest part, I mean, it, you take a long time getting to burnout and then you finally one day somehow have a moment or someone tips you off and you realize you're exhausted. And, and that's why you feel the way you do. Mm -hmm. And then there's a list of stuff you can do to take care of yourself. And you, you do all those things and you start to get better sleep and you make your, you know, middle of the day rest period where you just make your cup of tea and you sit with your tea for 10 minutes and, you know, you've, you've made some space or you remember to play again and add your stuff back in and you're starting to feel better and good. And then someone says, Hey, you know, just got this new project going on. Are you interested? Yeah, I got some energy. I, I, I could do that. I'll do it. And next thing you know, you're stepped right back on the path, heading straight toward exhaustion, and you don't even realize it. Reintegrating into actually functioning and doing your stuff without stepping back onto the path is really, really hard. Well, yeah. I mean, when you were talking there, you, you know, you have to evaluate, you know, what. What are your priorities? What are, what do you want to be? Mm -hmm. I mean, when I've come back out of this a few times, I say that I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, you yeah. know, like for me, it'll be things where I won't take on certain customers. Right. They've just yeah. burned me out. So, if, you know, that type of customer has just burned right. me out and I can recognize that type of customer and I don't want to do it because I know, I know what that's going to lead to. And right. for me, that it becomes a, a catalyst for other things to cascade into into burnout. So I try to avoid those customers and give oh, yeah. them to other people than, that could handle them better than me. Yeah. Um, you know, and back in the day, I would say yes to everything, but now it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that because <laughs> I know yeah. where that'll go. Yeah, yeah. For me, a lot of times because my majority of my you know, last several decades has been about the family, my family, mm -hmm. and and taking care of. And yes, I've done the practical herbalist, and I've done other you know professionalish stuff. But the family is my real job, my real passion, the center of my life. And so it's very easy for me to say, well, you know, this is a you just you want you want extra rides at night to this thing. Well, okay, I can do those. I'll just you know I, I don't need to work on that fun, playful thing for myself, just this no, this one night a week. 
just I can I can handle. Mm-hmm. And then just one more thing a week. And next thing you know, I'm not taking care of myself because I've eliminated all of the time I need and the space I need. Sure, you can have your friends over. It's okay for me to just not have any time to myself in my own house. It's really not. <laughs> it's not at all. That's the road to burnout for me. Right. But it's very hard to not say yes because it's good for the other individuals in my family. Sure. And sometimes my friends, mm-hmm. you know, friends and community are also areas where I tend to make poor choices. And I don't know if it's because, you know, you and I are both abundantly above 50 club now. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but I know that I, I have drastically changed my expectations of others and myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to really, my expectations of others was really high and they would often disappoint me and I would get frustrated. Yeah. And then I, I had to really figure that out. And the other thing too is I'd have these expectations for myself. I would set these, you know, these deadlines. Oh, I'll get that to you in, in a day. Right. Well, that means that I've got to work really late or I've got to put something else off or I've got to do something else to make that so that I could be there here and make you happy, which – Sometimes was important, but it wasn't even always what the client wanted. Oh, yeah. And that's go back into that evaluation. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's not uh, what I've really, and it's taken me years, is like not everything is a fire. Yeah. You know, they may be hot that day, but honestly, it could take a week and they're still going to be happy with it. Right. You know, getting it when they get it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that I push them off on purpose. I'm just saying that you get to really define what is fire and you know in our my case and that in the business i would i charge more for the fire yeah. so if you tell me that this is this i have to have this done today there's not this is a this is a detriment to the thing great i'll, I'll do that for you but there's a cost that goes involved with that because i'm shutting everybody else down to do your work right and i didn't do that yeah. before right you know? yeah i would take it on and then still do everybody else's stuff and then be miserable because i was up to 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night working yeah, and that's that same whole thing about learning to value yourself, changing your priority and realizing that you are valuable. You know, and, and your time is valuable. And the key of course to any of that for expectations um is just to communicate them with the the people you're with. Let them know how you're feeling. Let them know what right. they want. Let them know what you're going to do. Right. And try to balance your life around those expectations because you know, you can get yourself into a a lot of hurt, especially if you put expectations on yourself that aren't even there from somebody. Yeah, that's where I've had challenges because I've expected perfection from myself and perfection. I don't expect perfection from other people. I know they're not going to meet my standards I set myself. Sometimes people do. It's not like, you know, I expect them to not, but how can I put this expectation on somebody else if I'm not even sure I can meet it? Right. Well, I better meet it first. You know, that kind of thinking and, and I've got to do everything at this like amazing professional level as if I've been doing it forever. I want to jump straight to perfection. It's good to be a beginner. It's okay. To good. Be it's good to slow down. It's good to, you know, make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That That's actually a really good and valuable part of the human experience. But allowing myself to do that, to be less than a perfect mom, less than a perfect wife, less than a perfect herbalist. That's really, really been hard for me. And so my own expectations of myself are the ones that I have to constantly be questioning and asking, does that really serve my priority? What is my priority? Maybe I don't need 10 priorities. 
maybe three priorities are good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And honestly, the older I get, the more that I realize that my expectations are not something that I can adjust and say, this is good. Instead, I adjust them and say, now I'm going to reevaluate in a few months because they need to constantly change. Because as I get older, life asks me to reevaluate and over and over and over. You know, this was a priority, but things have changed at home. You know, son's graduated. So now what? You know, mm-hmm. for instance, I mean, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, the other thing that, you know, when we get to, when we're facing all that burnout and stuff, we, we forget to make space for um, ourselves. And, you know, and, you know, I find that for me, I, I, I would just, you know, walk into bed and crash. You know, yeah. that would be it. But yeah. now I do things that are that are for myself or, you know, I, and it's little things. Like I ride my bike into work. It's a twofer for me because it's fitness, but it's about 40 minutes. And I mean, I, I can't really. It's time to yourself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm alone. I'm not talking to anybody. Um, oftentimes I might be listening to a book or yeah. you know, maybe a podcast or something. Sometimes it's music, but it's just I find myself in a mindful state of meditation in a way because I'm just yeah. the roads in front of me, the cars, I'm very focused on, on that. I can't really focus on. You're focused on the moment you're yeah, in. Not, you know, not is, the deadlines yeah. that I have to do and the things that are coming up because uh, unfortunately, you know, when you're on a bike and you're commuting there, you have to watch out for the cars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you when know? you're, when you're in a car driving, you really should be focused on the road, the here, the now, what's traffic doing, all of that. You should be in the moment. It is far too easy for most of us who drive regularly to stay that focused. It's right. far too easy to let your mind go into, what was it that uh, that client said? How am I going to handle the next issue that I have to deal with with my kid? Was that teacher correct or not about Junior's report card, whatever? Right. you know? Mm-hmm. How am I going to work through this article that I'm trying to write and I've just hit a challenge with it? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to go into thinking that. What am I going to make for dinner? I've got to plan that out because I've only got 15 minutes before, you know, those those kinds of thinking. You start to multitask while you're driving. It's not good. Thankfully, we as a species have learned to do that to the point where there aren't as many accidents as one would expect, <laughs> given how distracted we are. But Well, I, yeah, I, you know, I think... When it comes to driving, there's a lot more. It's a lot easier. Yes, and there's a lot more control. There's a lot more laws. There's a lot more things. People are all cognizant of each other and things. And it's, you know, no one wants to smash a car. No one wants to deal with the ramifications. There's a lot of, of subconsciousness you know, right. while we're driving that we are semi paying attention, but part right. of our, a large part of our conscious thought is somewhere else. And or we're listening to a radio or having conversation with other people in the car or on yeah, the phone. Right. You know? Um, but so you're making, but, but making that space, uh, you know, for me, I, there's things I'll do at night, you know, before I go to bed. Um, what what I was mine. just getting to was on a bike. Yeah. You can't be distracted because. Not really. No. Cause it will bite you. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> that, it, it, that's all kinds of hurt. I mean, you will, you'll, yeah. I, and it's happened to me, you know, I've, I've gone too sharp on a turn or I've gone too wide on a turn or, you know, uh, I, you know. Or yeah. I've had cars coming into the intersection while I'm there. I'm like, are you yeah. kidding? You know, it, so there's a lot of things that you have to do when you're on a bike for sure. Yeah. Um, but that gives it that, 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 that forces that, you into that meditative state right. of real current focus of what 
here and now. You know, and the other thing too, for like for me, you know, um, I do golf once a week. That's a place for, and it's during the middle of the day and it's a weekday. It's like playing hooky. Yeah. And it's, it's, this, freeing. it's this freeing moment for three or four hours that, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you the emails don't matter. The phone calls don't matter. Yeah, really. golf nothing, is another one. Nothing, nothing's going to, nothing's going to earth shatter while I'm out there so I can. Right. You know, and golf is another one that asks you to be fully present because if you're not, your swing will be wrong and the ball will go in all kinds of bad directions. Yes, you have. Yeah, you really and, need to focus. Right, and I've had the worst days of golf is when I I was stupid and I looked at my email or mm-hmm. answered a phone call yeah. from a client, you know, and yeah. got it off the game, and now my oh. game is shot. Right. You know, right. and then I'm frustrated. And then there was a whole point. The whole point was just to get out and be outside and be relaxed with my friends. Yes. And yeah. Not working on the golf course right yeah um you know so making that space whatever that is for you you yeah it doesn't have to be full-blown meditation i mean i do sitting meditation almost daily i I can't profess to be perfect but i do do yoga or tight or um qigong rather Mm -hmm. pretty much daily but you know it doesn't have to be sitting actual empty your mind meditation it just needs to be something that forces you to be fully present in the moment and clear your mind. All that other stuff just has to go. It's going to be set aside. That kind of self-care for the meditation part or the making space. Yes. And then making space for play too. If you've ever felt like the black sheep or oddball in the crowd because you absolutely love the plants, the Herbal Nerd Society wants you. We've got a place ready, set for you among our community of plant geeks and herbalists at the Herbal Nerd Society. But be aware that we'll keep you busy learning about the plants on all levels, phytochemistry, energetics, formulation, essential oils, and how to put it to use in real life. If that's your jam, join us at HerbalNerdSociety.com. One of the other things I would say is that, and I've taken a long time to do this myself, is um, your intuition, that gut feeling. Yeah. When you're working on anything or you're doing anything, it's... If you get that pang of, I don't know what you want to call it, apprehension, that it's, something's not right, something's not going to work out here, you know, follow that. Because chances are that is going to be the case. It is scary to override your thinking mind and your rational mind with whatever your intuition or your gut has told you. Right. But if you look back in your life, you'll probably notice that every time your gut or your intuition spoke and you didn't listen, it didn't go well. Your mind didn't know. Your rational mind couldn't see something. It was too busy looking forward and it didn't catch what was in the peripheral vision. And that's where your gut and your intuition are functioning. It's in this you know, sideways view where they can see an angle that your rational mind can't. Right. And having your rational mind learn to bow to that and recognize yeah, your gut doesn't speak that often, but when it does, you better listen. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, that helps you avoid exhaustion and further burnout because by listening to your gut and your intuition, you tend to make choices that will lead you into paths that are healthier and better and more likely to take you where you want. But they also tend to speak up when you're about to say yes to something to which you should say no because you will run yourself into the ground trying to do the yes, trying to provide. Yeah, and I've done that to myself, not just yes to clients, but yes to friends and social engagements and to yeah. things. And before I know it, I'm 
hold five different ways from Sunday and I'm not it's following my gut, which is yeah. saying, don't go out tonight. Don't yeah. do this tonight or don't do that. Or yeah, you don't need to do that one because you're going to be doing this other thing. You, know, yeah. you can't do it all. Yeah. Right. So Pick. don't try to do it be all. Be selective. Yeah. Um, so that comes back into the the next thing, which would be your, or maintain your boundaries, set and maintain your boundaries. What are you willing to give on? What are you willing not to give on? Yeah. Um, you know, for my, for my business, for my work, that's where a lot of my boundaries get blurred. And so I've really been setting up a lot of, uh, a lot of those things. Um, an example for, for me personally was there was a customer that came along that had this project that after talking with that person, after seeing the project, I was like, my gut was like, don't touch this thing with a 20, you know, it was back with, away. with a, with a, with back a six away. foot pole, don't touch it. And, you know, maintain though that, that boundary of work with this, with this person. And those are the things that I was doing. And, you know, ultimately I had to do some of it, but I got out of it as fast as I could because I was maintaining that boundary that I, I'm not going to, yeah. this is not going to end well. And I knew it. And that's what I'm, that's what I try to do now is so, you know, it was learning to listen and to my gut and to maintain those boundaries. Anyway, that's a business idea, but you can maintain other boundaries. Like you could say, for instance, you know, during the week, I'm not doing anything with anybody. That's my boundary. Yeah. You know, other than maybe your spouse, but whatever. Right. But you know, whatever your boundary is. I think that part of the being able to set and maintain good boundaries is understanding what's really important to you. And right. that's part of exhaustion. A lot of times the reason, part of the reason we get into it is that we think, we're thinking, thinking, doing a lot of thinking mm -hmm. and driving ourselves toward what we believe in those moments is our, the best way to get to our priorities, to serve our priorities. Right. And the problem that we have is that we have too many priorities or our priorities are not clear. We haven't evaluated or ranked them in a way that's actually helpful and understood what the one priority, the one core thing is, what's more important than anything else in the world. And the reality is that there is, for all of us, there needs to be one thing that is the most important to us, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And everything else at times needs to fall away and you serve only that one thing. Usually there's two or maybe three other priority, priorities that are very high. And most of the time you'll be able to serve all four of those or all three of those. But some days you can't. Mm -hmm. And there might be a reason. Some days priority number three actually needs to be elevated to the top. You need to be very cognizant that you've chosen to do that on this day. And you've got a very good reason for why you're doing that on this day, but it can't stay at the top. It's got to move back down. So being clear about how you, how, what, what's important to you is really like the key to being able to set your boundaries appropriately. Right. <clears throat> and when I'm talking about priorities, I'm not talking about getting junior to the track meet every Saturday morning. That's not a priority. I mean, it might be an action that you need to take to serve a priority, the action is not the priority. The priority is nurturing junior in a direction that will be healthy for junior because that's your highest priority right? or one of your higher priorities. Nurturing yourself might be another high priority. That doesn't mean you do that at the expense of others, but you take care of yourself. You know, understanding that priorities that I'm talking about are like core values, things that are 
don't have really details, concrete details as much as they are. What am I trying to say? They are. I'm not following you. Sorry. They're values. They're not actions or detailed things. Right. Being so, compassionate mm -hmm. with yourself and with others. That's a priority. That's a high, you know, a value. Mm -hmm. Actually taking the time to sit with your best friend who just lost her parent to mm -hmm. an accident. That's being compassionate. That might override everything else that day. Maybe Junior's going to have to just find his own ride to the track meet. Yeah. Because your friend needs you and compassion is your top priority. Right. And the way that it manifests itself with regard to Junior is Junior needs a ride to the track meet and it's really important to him. So by having compassion for understanding how important it is, typically that's a high priority, getting Junior to his track meet. But today, compassion dictates that you help your friend. Not only that, but you know, the thing is, is that all of these things we've talked about, 20 years ago, there you, know, you could still talk about these same things. Yeah. But there's a whole other element that really messes up our our um, burnout. Mm -hmm. and, Which is? And I'm going to say it. <laughs> two words. Social, social media. media. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when we were talking here, I was thinking about it. How many times have my expectations been shifted because of social media? I'm not a good dad because I'm not doing these things I see other dads do. Right? Yeah, it's really social marketing. Right. That would be a more you know, accurate description of that. Modality. And yeah. if, if I'm going to make space for rest and self-care, the last thing I should be doing is going through a news feed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, maintaining your boundaries and stuff. It is very difficult to do that. I mean, when you're getting you're inundated. Especially posting things on. Yeah, and if you're getting inundated by friends that are tagging you with articles and stuff that you don't want to read or listen to or even see and you don't yeah. want you, you know that are upsetting yeah, whatever, it, it, yeah that's a whole nother thing where it just it just aggravate aggravates it i mean you know i understand the altruistic part of social media but at the end of the day you know it's really not a very good thing <laughs> honestly i i hear all these people say they you know that they're going to stay connected with their mom or their dad or whatever and then when you're not on social media and then they come up to you and, well, didn't you see my post on your thing? And you're like, well, no, because I wasn't, I don't check social media. I'd like to talk to you if you want to share something with me. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just not, yeah. you know, I know I'm not of that age, but we, yeah. but you and I are Gen Xers. We grew up through all of this stuff. We've seen every technolo technological change, you know, from the early 70s all the way to now. Yeah, and I know. We remember what life was like before cell phones. <laughs> Or like, like with rotary phones, remember what life was like, yeah. you know, with TV and no 24-hour cable and no, we had four channels and they went off at, at midnight. Yeah. You know, we remember right. that. Yeah, right? I know. I remember you know, that. We, were, we, were, we were pre-MTV, you know, yeah. we were pre-all of this stuff. So you and I have got a completely different idea of technology and what it can do because we grew up with it. We've seen it. We've got... I've been alive through every video game iteration, yeah, every right? video game system iteration. <laughs> I've been alive through. I've played, probably played them all. And I've played almost all of them, right? <laughs> yeah. So when I say that I believe social media is probably of all the things I've ever encountered in my life is, 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 a, is a lowly human on this planet, I find social media to be the most boundary, barrier-crushing, expectation-changing, stress-inducing 
software, entertain, whatever you want to call it. I find it to be the worst part of what we've done. I, I don't, it's not a good thing and it's not making people happy. We definitely talked last week a little bit about avoiding the escapisms as part of your exhaustion recovery. Right. And social media is very much an escapism. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, yeah, I just went down to look at my feed and it was an hour later. I'm like, yeah, you an just- An hour? More yeah, like two yeah. or three hours later. Yeah, because yeah. they just scroll, scroll, and then they get all in these little rabbit holes and links yeah. and stuff. And obviously, that's what they want. So that's what the social media company wants you to do anyway, is to right. stay, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's my soapbox. But as we were talking about this, I mean, yeah. you know, there was a time when you got burned out because of work and family. Yeah. And that was tough too. Yeah, and now it's you got work and family, and then, and the then social, social media, media setting all your expectations with, and telling you how the world should be. Yeah, with two hundred and fifty friends, maybe five of which are close. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it really yeah. does change it. So I'm I'm sorry about that, guys. If you're, you're like you, be, you love your Facebook, I I just I, I've seen it enough. I don't, I just don't ick ick for me. Um, so well, that's part of the reintegration process too, is recognizing and setting rules and boundaries for yourself that are appropriate. You know, maybe social media is, is your, you know, guilty addiction, kind of like some, the junk food junkie, you know, but, sure. but you can't do it to the extent that you were before because that contributed to the exhaustion. So maybe you say every Friday morning from nine till 10 and I set an alarm clock for myself. And I dive into social media for that one hour, but I don't, you know, or whatever. I right. mean, you've got to figure it out, whatever makes sense. But that's part of, you know, making those rules for yourself that keep you from cheating on yourself, as it were, and re redoing the exhaustion conditions that you had before. You know, like one of the rules that I have for myself is that I have to give myself at least one day for art every week. I need that. I need that to help rejuvenate my spirit, to help myself feel like I can play and, you know, let that inner child have some fun. And I, at this point, you know, after it took me a long time to recognize that was important to me and an even longer time to restructure my life so I could accommodate that. And now, honestly, if someone tries to invade that, I mean, you've seen me get like, wolfishly angry and growly and snarly over someone trying to plan something on my art day. That is not okay. Right. And I will be awful and I'm 50 so I can make a real good fit. Not only do I have lots of practice and I've watched many dramas, but I am, you know, at the age of no longer caring what other people think of me. It's a beautiful thing about being an older woman. <laughs> so I will throw a really good fit if you try to invade my art time. But it's taken me a long time and I've been through exhaustion and I've been back on the road to exhaustion multiple times too. I, I've said, I, I've, I mean, all of this like talk about burnout and how to avoid it and all of that. This is hard one knowledge and experience here talking. <laughs> I recommend you avoid the experience. Take care of yourself. Right. Well, what kind of podcast, herbal podcast would we be if we didn't talk about some herbs? Right. So right. what herbs in your list of herbs or to help with reintegration are you, do we have for okay. today? So I was thinking about this. I made a little list and I'm thinking about it partly from a practical medical-ish kind of perspective, energetic perspective. Mm -hmm. But really I'm thinking a little bit about it from the magical perspective too. Because when you're reintegrating into your life after coming out of exhaustion – 
it is subtle and it is definitely a magical transformation. And if you do it right, you won't end up back in exhaustion again. Mm-hmm. So some of the herbs that I say are really good magical partners include Melissa, which is lemon balm for finding your inner light. Mm-hmm. And if you think about some of the elements of Melissa that are so supportive are Melissa is named after the honeybee and honeybees do, you know, bees in general mm-hmm. really like this plant and think about how industrious they are. I mean, it is amazing what they accomplish yet they manage to take care of themselves this whole time. All those worker bees doing all that. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a lot to build their honey and all, all the stuff they do. So Melissa helps you find your light. It helps you stay bright, stay moving, but in a way that's healthful for yourself. Right. Tulsi, balancing your spirit and lightening your spirit. That's, you know, that's really important. It's a good one from my perspective. Yarrow helps you clear boundaries so you don't start taking on other people's stuff again. That's a good one. I like, I really like yarrow flower essences for like just normal daily life. Mm-hmm. Keep them around. They're good for you. Um, consider rosemary, lavender, rose, and sage. All four of those are really good for maintaining healthy boundaries. Plant them in your yard. You know, plant rosemary at your front gate. Put sage right by the front door. You know, plant roses. Near all the lower one-story, first-story windows that are lower and you want to be able to open your window, plant some roses there. Maybe make them like the short roses, but they protect your windows and your, you know, your building itself. Burglars don't really want to, like, go through a rose bush to get into a house. They'd rather avoid that. So, you know, plus the blossoms and all of that are a beautiful fragrance to bring into your home. So, you know, plant them. Mm -hmm. You know, lavender. Make it a part of your life. Buy the lavender soap. Put that in your bathroom. You know, right. simple things. Add it to your mop water. You know, yeah. simple stuff. Just bring these into your life because they'll help you with remembering to take care of your boundaries and take care of yourself. Oak flower essence. Oak trees. Acorns. Mm-hmm. Those are all about, oak is all about strength. Finding your strength, holding your space, holding your own. And flourishing, mm-hmm. you know, make it a part of your life. Put an acorn on your windowsill. Just keep it there or on your dresser to remind yourself you were an oak. Oak start as acorns. Even when you feel like you're too small to make a dent in it, that doesn't mean you really are. Let yourself grow at your own pace, mm-hmm. you know. Borage. That one's one of those ones that was for... Used for warriors before battle to give them courage and help them, you know, be ready for the battle. Mm-hmm. And then during and after battle to help with recovery and borage for giving courage to like just reintegrate into life, you know, to like just live after the battle's done and the exhaustion's done. Consider hawthorn, ginger, and spearmint. They are for good for digestion on all levels. In fact, I like those three together, you oh, know, like as a tincture blend. Mm. It's a nice, good daily, you know, few drops of that every day just to help maintain good, healthy digestive system. Well, that's great. I mean, that, I mean, from the list that we had last week to this one, it's 
pretty extensive. There's a lot of herbal allies that can help you with reintegrating and, and uh, helping with um, all your burnout. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, and make sure that you carry your rhodochrosite with you. Oh, yeah, your, 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 stones. your stones. All the other rocks are really good, but your amber and your rhodochrosite are really good ones. Rose quartz, citrine. Mm-hmm. Carry those with you, too. Make them part of your life. Um, we do have a we do have a an herbal one hundred and one question oh, if you want to talk about it. Let's do. All right, so um, this is our herbal one hundred and one. This was his uh, questions from Eric, and Eric asks, "I'm interested in trying the red tiger balm recipe, but I have a couple questions. Is the beeswax measurement in weight, and is the St. John's wort oil in volume? Both are listed as ounces. I also would like to use menthol crystals instead of the peppermint or uh, cormant oil. Do you have a recommendation for how much to use by weight? Thanks so much for the help. Well, Eric, well, Candice came up with that recipe, so let's ask her. Those are really good questions. I will tell you that the oils, the beeswax is beeswax is in weight for sure. Like 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 yeah. like grams ounces. <clears throat> yeah, grams weight. grams or ounces, whatever it is. I wrote. But not volume. Recipe. It's by weight. It's by weight. Okay. And for the oils. I did them by weight because when I am making myself, I put the pot on the scale, tear it out, add my beeswax, tear it out again, then I add my oil. So the recipe is technically by weight, but you could do it by volume and it would it should come out pretty similar. So the volume, you're saying the volume of fluid ounces weighs the same as an ounce in St. John's work? Yeah, milliliters and grams tend to come out pretty close when you're working with oils. Okay. It's not perfect. So but, would you say in general in your recipes that you'd make like this in general, do you use basically the the actual gravity weight, the weight of something? If I'm you making a salve, I tend to do that. Okay. Most other recipes using oils would be volume. Okay. Um, but and then for the menthol crystals, you probably could use those in place of the corn mint and what was the other one? Peppermint. Peppermint in place of the mints. That would probably work. Um, I would probably aim for starting at around like 15 to 20 grams of menthol crystals and then work, play with it, maybe work up from there. You'll have to, I mean, that one's a little tougher because you're going to need to add them while it's still warm so that they'll dissolve into the salve mixture, which means that also the volatile oil component of them is going to be volatiling, volatiling out. Yeah, you know, it's going to evaporate out. Yeah, so... You'll have to play with it based on the heat source you're using, the conditions you're in, and that sort of thing. If I were doing that, I would mix everything and then I would let my salve, my blend cool until the last possible moment, just like when I'm adding the essential oils. I would probably have to add it a little bit before my essential oils because if it's starting to harden, it's too cool to um, dissolve the crystals. So you need to do it just before the crystals would dissolve. So probably when the beeswax has just about finished dissolving, I'd add my crystals and then take it off the heat and keep stirring Mm -hmm. and add it back to the heat if I don't get it to to dissolve. But you're really wanting to get them to all dissolve, but have the least amount of heat possible. Okay. So well, great. That yeah. that's. I hope that clarifies it for him. Um, yeah. For anyone it, else who's making those recipes, that 
that um, that was a good question because sometimes you don't know and yeah. it's hard to state all, all the things. So it is, and the menthol crystals are not gonna. It won't the ti- the homemade tiger balm won't have the exact same smell as tiger balm from the from the from yeah. the actual right, manufacturer. Right. Right. Um, but it should still be quite effective with menthol crystals as opposed to corn mint or peppermint. All right. Well, with that, put an herb herb on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.